2: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks
1: Basketball, basketball Podcast! Uh, I'm your host, Freddie Revis. I'm the producer, Matt Duncan, and the Toronto Raptors are Have NBA
0: Champions! Champions!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Sloan! <laughs> oh man, you
2: know what? <laughs> For all the Sloan fans out there, they still play Money City Maniacs every game. And if you know what I'm talking about, you appreciate it. Um... Where do we start here? The Magic? Forget about it. Philly? That was pretty tight. Unbelievable. Bucks? Proved ourselves. Yeah. G-State? Sorry. It's a yeah. marathon, not a race. Yeah. Um, I will enjoy your asterisk takes in the future, analysts. Yeah. But uh, G-State wasn't a deep team. What did I say about Durant, uh, Durant Matt? That the G-State, uh, G-state Durant... Warriors, yeah, won't win more than two, two rings. rings. Right? You did say that. You did. I say did that. say that, and, oh and they won't win another oh as long God. as he's on the team. That's pretty crazy that yeah. you called that. So I've been calling that for yeah. um, I don't know three years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we you know, all uh, we snickered. We just kind of did yeah. a, a light chuckle when you say it. But, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Th-
2: th- this plot's really fun. We talked to a bunch of people. There's there's vindication. There's like Schadenfreude. There's just joy. You know, everyone thinks they're dreaming. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, it, and we won a championship. It's First insane. one since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you think if you think the celebration is like a is like a, a perfect little circle that's gonna end, yeah. Fuck no. People are gonna spill out into the garden or celebrating in months time. Okay. Yeah. There's gonna be a winter whiteout in London, and people are gonna be like, oh, I'm so scared of all the snow. Remember when the
1: Raptors won? Yeah. How long are you going to be satisfied with this win? Like, if is it uh, you know down the road three years, five years, we don't have a championship again? It's like, well, we just won five years ago. We just won three years ago. Are you going to be okay with that? Like, how? I mean,
2: you know, it'll fade, but the but the memory, I guess, will also fade. (laughs) But (laughs) I I think there's just such supreme joy in knowing that we did. Make the one magical ride you can kind of, yeah, you dream about it as a sports fan, especially as as a bad team. Like anyone who listens to this podcast, you know I've been a season seat holder for a long time. Yeah. You know I've watched so many bad games. I went to two You've of done these. Gone to a lot of losses. A lot, a lot, of, lot losses. of losses. My God, and and I, I went to two finals games or uh, sorry, two playoffs games in this run. Uh, game two of Philly loss, game two of <laughs> Golden State loss. That's all I went to. Oh, fuck. I don't care. Oh, that's all right. I don't care yeah, it at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to experience this run uh, throughout my like whole, you know, getting married process. Yeah, in my honeymoon with my brothers, with my friends. Uh, I just feel very privileged to do this podcast. Like I've been a Raptor fan for much longer than this podcast, but. Yeah. We started, I think, five six years ago, and I mean, you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once you got involved, it's probably like four years. So, even that window of time feels feels both long and short. If yeah. that makes sense, and I think it's the improbability of it all. It's uh, it's the American exceptionalism. It's the Canadian insecurity. It's the Kawhi's health. It's the Kawhi mystery. Um,
1: you know. He stay, he go. He stay, yeah. Uncle like Dennis, what's and, going on? And
2: and I think it's extra, it's extra kind of explosive because you know me, I'm obsessed with narratives. Yeah, and I always hate this idea that the Raptors are like a narrative that's going to get buried, which we'll see. We'll see tons of even if them, even with them winning a champion, a championship. But despite all of that, despite you know midway through that Philly series. Most of the talking heads just wondering where Kawhi is going to go um, midway through that Milwaukee series or, you know, two games in rather people just talking about like how we just weren't good enough. And by the way, I think that one was kind of fair. I think Milwaukee was awesome. Mm-hmm. I never doubted that we could win that series. But anyone who said that they were the better team, I think there was grounds for that. Hot take. I think the Bucks would have beat the uh, Warriors as well. -hmm. And I don't think Philly would have. So that's that's yeah. That's some pretty hot takes for you. That's a great hot take. And for anyone who's listening to this podcast, you know, wondering if we're going to talk about some of the big moves going on, we're not. Yeah. Um, We're just still living in Raptors land. But I'll I'll drop a hot take for you. Uh, AD MVP next year. That's a hot take. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had another super hot one that I forgot. Is Pascal going to win most improved this year? No. Oh, that was my other one. But I I corrected myself immediately because I said Pascal is going to start in the all-star game. But then I was kind of like, no, because Kawhi is going to resign. And then Giannis and Embiid. Yeah. So as good as Pascal is going to be like, he's going to belong there. That's my hot take. Oh, yeah. Like my hot take is that Pascal's going to be on the uh Arnold he's on Mitch, all he's Mitch Marner. He's the Mitch Marner. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby. You know, everyone was saying all the Scotty Pippen Michael Jordan stuff. We did that.
1: Yeah. They almost scored as much. Um they tied, didn't they tie Jordan and Pippen? I think so. Uh, they they did. One, they tied. Oh, they tied. they tied. Amazing. Yeah. Um
2: so, so just to, just to quickly kind of let everyone know um, what they're heading into for this episode. Uh, you know, we talked to Jess Nicolette, uh, Simon Ho, Yow. Alex Stevenson, Yao Atua. Um, Alex Wood. Alex Wood Jonathan and Jonathan Yam. Yam. And and we just asked them. These are all hardcore fans. Yeah. We just asked them their favorite moments and just kind of had a quick conversation. But, Matt, l- let, me, let me throw this on you for a second. So... How are you feeling with this pod? I I hope there's no feelings of like unearned, <laughs> raptor fanness or anything like. Oh. You deserve this. You do uh, a. Am I a the go- Jeremy
1: Lin? Uh, Lin no, right you're not. <laughs> and Jeremy Lin deserves it. No, I know. It. Oh my just, god! You know, we didn't even that. talk about Jeremy Lin yeah. in the pod. If we didn't talk deserves- about him at all. And I did read that Oof. like when they did win, he like had to ask himself. and goes, "Do I deserve it? Because right. you no, know, he's a player that." He's played, you know, at least 20 minutes a game his whole career. He's averaged, you know, 10 to 14 points. And you know, it's a, it was a change for him to be that player where yeah. you know, they came he came in for one or two minutes and like and just here you'll hear on the pod too of how other players how important those guys were. Right, like the Jordan, Lloyd, the Jordan story, Lloyd story which we'll we'll yeah. save for you, but which was unbelievable. Um this is like I I do consider myself a hardcore fan now that I've been doing it a half a decade. Yes. And I've watched the games, you know, I've been through the ups and downs of the playoffs. Matt's legitimate, everyone, I'm okay? Legit. And he's looking for the Chuck <laughs> yeah. Hayes jersey! I have sent a personal mm-hmm. message to Chuck Hayes' Facebook page. I'm <laughs> waiting for that checkmark to go blue that he's read it. <laughs> and I it was, I was heartfelt. I told him that he was my favorite player because I started... Dreams yeah. can come true. I Chuck can't. <laughs> wagon north. <laughs> I can't get a jersey anywhere. I'm going right to the source, yeah. okay? Chuck, help don't you. make the jerseys anymore, anywhere. No one's selling them on eBay. That's cool. I'm going to... If I have to call the Houston Rockets, I will. But uh, this is the first time I've like... A team that I've cheered for has won something like this. Yes. You know? I've been waiting for it for forever with the Leafs. You know? I've been a fan for over 20 years. as right. The Leafs, and it's it's been just... Guttural, gutting, terrible losses. With yeah, them. so terrible. You know, it's just like same with most Raptors fans. Yeah, no, but like, exactly.
2: Add well, I guess it's a different type of humiliation for the Leafs fans, but. For the Raptors fans, just the constant disrespect. Oh yeah, like the Leafs are a major market
1: in the NHL. Yeah, so the original it's just, six team. You guys are an yeah. expansion team, the only team in Canada. And the Raptors are yeah. always fighting for like you know. I always say with Masai, his
2: battle is for le- legitimacy and respect. Yeah, and I mean, let me just quickly say, yeah, how sad and upsetting and frustrating it is that that legitimacy continues to when he wins a final and you have some some sheriff racially profiling yeah.
1: our GM I was going to say that like we very we very didn't, shameful didn't, didn't behavior you have 2 seconds to enjoy not even 2 seconds when something like this had to happen and it's kind of, there's this weird, you and know, Leo the just going
2: crazy with it. And Leo Roden said it, you know, Larry Tenenbaum walks on the court. Yeah. Bunch of white guys yeah. walk, on, walk the on the court. It
1: is what it is. Yeah. We know what it is. <laughs> it's racism. <laughs> that guy should have known who Masai was over, like, he didn't know who Larry Tenenbaum was. That guy's behavior, that sheriff, yeah. is all around disgraceful. Yeah. And I really
2: hope the NBA is putting everything they got yeah. into both silencing him and punishing him. Yeah. For his like racist, privileged, awful
1: behavior. Yeah, hundred yeah.
2: um, percent. Sorry, no, I'm, yeah, I'm no. letting the anger right through no, there because yeah, we're gonna because <laughs> that's not a joke. Like the Washington is offering Maasai ownership yeah. and money and and you know where will Kawhi go and all that. This is real life. Yeah, and this is a black man getting accosted yeah. after his team, which he built, um, he won an NBA championship, and he's going onto the court.
1: Like that's really yeah. disgraceful. Like, cut two year ago when we watched, yes. we sweat at that press conference after he traded Derozan. Yes. and we were all shaking. Oh my by god! It. We were like, "What's happened to Masai? Is he going to be okay?" And then, yeah, that just to see that moment, and it it was so great to see Kyle, the one that came in and kind of rescued him from. I know how and cool is that? Pulled him away. So much poetry yeah. this season. It right? just, ah, I'm getting shivers yeah. right on my back. It that was just, amazing. <laughs> um I've, uh, man, over these last five years, man, I've just really learned to respect this game. I think they're, I hope that all the bandwagon fans that jumped on during stay the on stuff, stay on. Yeah. Learn, we've got you know. a lot
2: of new listens in the playoffs
1: Yeah, and we appreciate
2: it for the pod. Yeah. So please stick around. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, or, or, or do you and don't, but, but it would be nice <laughs> do if you did. You
1: gotta do, but right? yeah, stick around and you know, uh, yeah. Like I feel like you've been here for the best moment possible. And like, there's going to be shitty moments again. And that's right. We're going to get kicked in the gut, but like we've proven that we can overcome it. And there's, there's nothing better than that. And, and, and and please, you know,
2: um, I guess I'll plug the pod right now, but that's just because there's so much coming up. Like we're going to release this on the day of the NBA draft. And we're not talking about the NBA draft because the Raptors won the championship and we don't care about the NBA draft. We also don't have a pick, (laughs) but um, we don't have a second either. What's that? Do we, we don't have a second. Sorry. I think we have a second. Okay. Um, You know, but yeah, like the, the NBA calendar is, is, is going forward and and Mike Conley is a is a is a member of the Utah Jazz, and there's so much going on that we're going to talk about, yeah. in, in future Crazy. weeks. Crazy, we there's there's, this, there's a, we're gonna to get to that. We're gonna to get to the free agency stuff. That's right. This pod is mostly joy and happiness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you want to support us, you want to
1: help us. Um, Matt, where can people find our, our stuff? You know what? Go to dungspodcast.com. We've got all our links there for iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah. You can subscribe. You can rate. We Woo. really appreciate the people that have rated. Uh, you don't have to write a review, but if you do, it's, you know, double bonus points. Still double, brownie, bonus. You know? double bonus. Give us that double bonus. You know what I mean? Uh, and,
2: and, and July, you know, whatever, 21st hottest day of the year. That's when our toques are really yeah, going yeah. to waiting so. for
1: We're waiting for the 40 degree... Uh, <laughs> (laughs) toke drop. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're going to work on our merch for season seven. You better believe it. But this is the finale of season six. We've done 31 episodes this year since October. Yeah, since the season. And, you know, in some ways, if Kawhi doesn't stay, this is the Kawhi Leonard season. It's like, it's a a good season to go back Our pod has become the Kawhi
2: time
0: capsule. Yeah. Hopefully not, though. Yeah, hopefully hopefully
1: not. not. Hopefully not. I've got a feeling now, uh, you know, my gut feeling is saying that he is staying. Me too. You. Finally, it is. It, it felt like even when Woj came out the other day and said he clippers this, clippers that, you know. My
2: brain yeah. has been saying that he's staying for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, my gut is
1: also saying that he's staying now. Uh, I think he was unsure, and then he went to Niagara Falls yesterday, Yeah, and now he's staying.
2: No, I think he was <laughs> like, can I hop over that in the barrel? And people were like, certainly not. And he's like, I'm staying.
1: And then the person's like, really? Did I yeah. just convince Kawhi Leonard? And he was just like... Well, they, yes. yeah. Yeah. And they they just say like where do you want to stay the American Falls or the Canadian Falls? I mean, right. there's a better one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um can we do a, can we do a special shout out to a few teams just that were no longer in this group with them? Yes. The fucking Memphis Grizzlies, Goodbye. the New Orleans Pelicans, Goodbye. Minnesota Timberwolves, Cheers. Denver Nuggets, gotcha. Charlotte Hornets, Bye. and the Clippers. See you, later. you guys have never been in the finals? Listen, it's a lot of fun. If you if you just stay strong, and Memphis, you know, I'm rooting You'll for get there. Memphis. Minnesota. Yeah, I want Memphis. Vancouver Grizzlies. I want the I want the Vancouver Grizzlies to get in. there. Let them in. And then um, you know the Phoenix Suns, who have been there, never select. won. The the New Jersey uh, Nets, the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets, Orlando Magic, uh, the Pacers. You know. We're not in that group anymore either that uh you know, we started the NBA finals in that group. Yeah. We're not there anymore. So uh we were,
2: we were in that group it was a short lived stay. Yeah, it was a short lived stay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we came, we won, we conquered, peace, peace, yeah. peace. So yeah, just um, uh just keep uh keep shooting, you'll get there, kids. I'm going
2: to jump to a bit of a serious thing here for a sec. Please do. So I was actually interviewed, uh, oddly enough, by the Globe and Mail uh, yesterday um, because of an experience I had. So uh, like many people, uh, I wanted to go to the parade. I wanted to go to the Nathan Phillips Square. I had two auditions, so I wasn't able to go to the parade. And I was texting Matt, uh, texting Kevin. They were both like Nathan Phillips Square is crazy. You know, don't go. (laughs) I wanted to go. I wanted to see something or hear something. Yeah. So I meet up with my brother Thomas and uh, and a friend Andrew, and um, yeah, we were we were just to the the west side of Osgood Hall. Uh, and, uh, or sorry, the east side of Osgoode Hall and the far west side of Nathan Phillips uh, when I guess the gunshots went off. And, you know, before I get to that experience, I, I tried to communicate this in the Globe and Mail and, you know, they grabbed a couple snippets. They said, I think the, the quote they took for me was that I said, um, I, would, I, would, I think there should have been more visible police officers and I understand that um, aspects of that are problematic. And, um, obviously, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and, but I did also say that I felt like we were uncared for and the, the quote in the Globe and Mail, the quote, the quote in the Globe and Mail article gave me one of those, like, like. Um, bracket dot 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 bracket like oh, like yeah. this guy's just going off or, or i don't know what that means but like it made me seem like unintelligible <laughs> and it kind of sucked it sucked next to like quotes i think i don't know if john torrey's quoted in the article but like you know city officials yeah. are and i was like <sighs> clearly like so i also thought they were um interviewing many people but Anyways, it was just me, I guess. But uh, they 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 interviewed me because of a, a Facebook post I, I wrote that I think a lot of people connected with. It was huge. Um, and there's also a, a guy named Mark Baker um, who, who needs all of our help and, and our love. Uh, and and we'll get to that later in the podcast yeah. uh, during Alex Wood's segment. Um, who was much uh, much less lucky than I was, but. Anyhow, you know it was just a, it was a very dangerous uh overcrowded situation. I think Nathan Phillips is something like seven or eight thousand yeah. capacity and had you know i I've, I've heard figures of fifty five and sixty thousand i've least. also heard a hundred thousand yeah and I think anyone who was there felt the volatility, felt the danger, uh, obviously the parade was late i'm sure there were logistical complications and you know i 'm an empathetic guy, but I feel like The city of Toronto neglected its constituents and it was really, really uh, upsetting Mm. to, you know, see Trudeau and and Doug and and John Tory um, on a stage and at the same time feel so unrepresented. You know, I mean, I I don't want to do apples and oranges here, but I don't know how many cops they brought in for the G20 but i have a feeling 100%. they didn't bring in as much to no. protect this population and i think that's significant and i think it's embarrassing and i think it's negligence on the city's part mm. and and anyway so i was a part of the stampede of people like i i i didn't i didn't run or or, or anything like that. I didn't know what was happening. I, you know, basically, John, they had announced all the players and going crazy and John Torrey speaking and just like smack, just get like whacked and uh, just uh, more people panicking and crying and scared than I could ever imagine in my entire life. It was traumatic. I was yelling for my brother and my friend. My brother is trying to help people um, up and kids were under piles of people. Who knows how many injuries happened and were unreported, you know, Mm. and this isn't, you know, this is all, this is all like after the gunshot. It has nothing to do with there being no water, uh, the whole venue being inaccessible, um, no washrooms being anywhere. And I think the thing that I'm most, the thing I care about the most is that I don't want the narrative for this, you know, for this potential tragedy, uh, I don't want the narrative to be that uh, a couple knuckleheads brought a gun and shot a couple, shot some people. Mm-hmm. Because we all know what that is. That's systemic. First yeah. of all, so we can put that there. Second of all, this was a powder keg. This was a this was a, an atmosphere that where there was a propensity for danger that there should not have been yeah and again, I'm not an organizer, and I know there was a million millions of people. um but it's it's absolutely not okay. and uh, I think that it needs to never happen again. And I think that many people need to be held accountable, not just the shooters and the violent. Um, the people who who you know
1: oh absolutely incited
2: that yeah. with their violence. Um, anyways, uh, my my brother Thomas was a was a you know I, I don't want to use the word, but he was he was a hero. He was amazing and yeah. and you know he basically stood on this grate and was yelling people yelling like calm down and 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 you know you know trying to reconnect families and creating paths for families who were trying to escape and like just to let anyone who might be thinking well why were you there. Um, no Sorry I really put on a voice there But <laughs> But we tried to leave an hour before But yeah. we were basically kind of kettled in By Elm Street, University Street And you could get out via Queen Yeah But there was a lot of pushing And a lot of like People you would have to upset Along the way So mm-hmm. we kind of just decided How oh, we'll stick around You know Yeah um, Anyhow Like I was uh,
1: I was south of King on Wellington And I didn't realize What like front and and university was like, I'm so glad I wasn't there. Like that whole, like all of them from union station was just full of people. And it's crazy how quickly that people can disperse. Right. So, um, yeah. When the, when the stampede happened, mm-hmm. like I just, you know, I'm really glad you're okay. Yeah. And you guys are okay. Cause it's just like, you have to be like, they have to do better. You know what? This isn't our last championship parade in the city. Yeah, you know,
2: and you know, it even though be it was our first in a long time, it's like there's just Doesn't no matter. real excuses for not keeping yeah.
1: keeping the citizens you're you're meant to protect safe. People shouldn't be passing out from dehydration. Totally, you know, they you know, just it, it needs to be better. And they, you know what it. They're going to learn from it. I hope they do. Yeah. And, uh, and we're able to move on, you know? Yeah. Shout out as well. Say, speaking of Globe and Mail, our friend Tim Moore works at Globe and Mail. That's right. And our friend Paige McGarry, they had a baby boy on the night that the... Raptors won. How about that? And how about that for a nice transition? (laughs) A good omen. Give it up to
2: Calvin, everyone. If you're at home, Calvin was born on the day the Raptors won. (laughs) Yeah. And also Tim has one of the best shots of the parade. It's Kyle Lowry with with Tim's building reflecting in his sunglasses. Oh, it's unreal. Holding up. Um, you know, the Larry the, O'Brien, the Larry O'Brien, the Larry yeah. Opie. Yeah. And His eyes are golden.
1: It's just so, it's, just, it's incredible. Of course, Tim yeah.
2: would take a photo like yeah, that. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course he would. But uh, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, uh, it's, if you ever want to know how long ago uh, it's been since the Raptors won, just keep looking at Calvin. I guess they don't want people looking at their baby. So yeah. let's not make Calvin let's, a public yeah, let's, thing. Let's leave this. the let's idea leave him out but, of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let him but, out of that. Uh, and,
2: you yeah. know, also let me say this. I'm as interested as anyone else, especially now that the season is over. Yeah. If Kawhi is going to resign, I want him to. Yeah. But Let's maybe lay off his kids thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw someone post say like, oh, his school. daughter registered yeah. for school. And I'm like, no. maybe let's chill on the guy's kids. Yeah. That's really, I don't know. That's a b- b- bit of a line there that maybe I don't. I don't even want
1: to see those articles shared. Yeah, no, Um, no, you got to, you know what? It's great. The Quine and Dine stuff. Uh, you know the all the love that we've shown. I feel like in so many ways they've done everything possible. The fans. Oh, by the way,
2: CoActus, p- that guy. Yeah. Apparently, he actually handed Kawhi oh, something p- during a the parade. That, yeah, I saw a clip. Beautiful, of that.
1: right? Um, but just all that stuff with Kawhi. You know, like I feel like the the Raptors organization has done everything they can to make him want to stay there. The fans definitely have. But like, let's not go too far and chill out. It. You know, yeah, let's yeah. not. We don't need let's to like, make him feel unsafe.
2: We don't need to like harass James yeah. Reimer's wife on Twitter yeah. <laughs> type stuff,
0: <laughs> yeah. Toronto. That's a
2: deep hockey cut for <laughs> yeah. you non hockey fans. But yeah, leave James Reimer's listen, wife. Oh. We don't need that shit. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, um, man. Okay. But uh, I think also uh, another transition is in order. Yes. Um, Matt. Um, tell me something I don't know about the tell me something segment.
1: (laughs) So we've been doing this all season. We thought it was just like, what can we do to be a a fun thing to go through the old Raptors players? Little did we know that the tell me something segment was leading to something, a championship. So as we've, we've talked to like, oh my God, we've heard some players that could eat a Whopper in one bite. We've heard. Yeah, who might that be? eh, (laughs) It's not Jacques. I can't. I literally right. can't remember, but it was the guy that played for Charlotte. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, Del, uh, Curry, <laughs> Del Curry, probably. Del Curry. We've done Del Curry. We've, you know, uh, there's been players that have, you know, had a pretty boring, uh, you know, post-MBA career as uh, number 96. We'll tell you, Jake Voskul <laughs> Is that how you say his name? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing that he's always your <laughs> reference point for why this segment is difficult. <laughs> and I love that. Well, he uh, he's actually a new one, Jake Voshkul. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. So I've never even said Jake Voshkul wow. before. Uh, well, I think I'm saying his name right. I
0: don't think <laughs> you are.
2: I think there's <laughs> way too much saliva. <laughs> You're slowing down. It's like
1: Jake Voshkul played thirty eight yes. games for the Raptors during the two thousand eight nine season. I knew that. The man with a size seventeen shoe. Didn't know that. He's got a clip on YouTube titled Sean Marion uses Jig Foshquill as a toilet paper. Have you seen that clip? <laughs> no, but that sounds not <laughs> nice. Well, like, Marion dunks and, like, pretty much, you know, like, straddles him after right. he does a bit of a roll with his body. So, so he uses him as a bit of a bidet. <laughs> that's one clip. That's yeah, awful. a bit of a bidet. Uh, did you know that he today is a CEO and man- managing director for an oil and energy company in Texas? I didn't know that. See, pretty boring though, right? He's, yeah. he's an oil tycoon. Pretty rough, yeah. Who cares? And then we have <laughs> we have other players throughout the year, like Willie Anderson. Yes. Okay. Who he's a South Carolina boy. Hmm. Uh, he was drafted by the Spurs in '88. He averaged 18 and five in his rookie season for the Spurs. Holy smokes! And he's actually regarded as one of their like all-time best draft picks. Like up there with Tim Duncan oh, and Manu wow. and yeah, because he had a really good rookie season and no stars were picked after him. But then after he <laughs> he ran into some trouble, you know, like we've had a lot of Raptors players that yes. run into trouble. This guy had a lot of kids with a lot of different women, got into a lot of, uh, did you know, he had like, you know, it's like paying child support. It's just his whole life right now. Right. Oh, yeah. he he reportedly has nine kids with seven different women and they've all had to take him to court and that's kind of been his lasting legacy after that. So, you know, it's been a mix of those. It's been a mix of Jake and mix of Willie type uh, lives, but there's been a lot of fun and laughs uh, along the way. And it's like we're in the bottom of that Game of Thrones tomb. You know, we're walking by. We're remembering (laughs) the fallen soldiers, some current ones. And uh, we've got, uh, throughout the episode, we've got three more that uh, we're yeah. gonna hit you with the final three to make a hundred raptors, and if you're lucky, there'll be like a really stupid moment, like a dragon <laughs> melting a chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for that, and we've got uh, we've got a little bit more uh, cannon action coming up. We got
2: a little bit more, not a lot, yeah, not a lot. We, we got yeah.
1: some. All right, all right. So free. Uh, I guess yeah. Enjoy the episode. Yeah,
2: enjoy the episode, and uh, thanks for listening all year. And. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be back next Tuesday, uh, back. I mean, the yeah. off season continues Stuff so. to already talk about. We're excited. Oh yeah. Um, but, but we're, we're going to keep celebrating also. Yeah, we'll keep s- celebrating. I'll say that. Yeah. Keep I'll say that like the celebration is absolutely not over. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Enjoy. Thanks so Simon, Simon Ho. Ho. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm here with Simon Ho. Uh, Simon, how you doing? How you feeling, man? I, I don't know if I've fully uh, emotionally recovered.
3: Definitely physically haven't. Uh, it's been quite a fun few days, and I, I get caught just smiling to myself every yeah. couple hours about uh, how exciting uh, a time this is.
2: Yeah, life, uh, life's Raptors pretty all right. A, oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Do do you have a kind of like a favorite moment from this uh, this Raptors playoff run, or a, like a a lasting feeling? I guess maybe. I definitely do,
3: and I think it was sort of built up all year. I just watched Kyle early in the season, and it seemed like he had finally found the right role for him, making the right decisions, not forcing anything, which I think was a problem in the playoffs in years past. Right. It all came to a head when he sort of hit that drop pass to Kawhi to, to sort of dunk on Giannis there. It was just the exact right play to make, and, he, mm-hmm. and you looked at him in the first Orlando game, he didn't score any points, but he was making the right plays, and his 11th points in a row in game six didn't seem forced and just it really seemed like he was poised and and ready to do what it what it took to win and I watched it sort of game after game and people always you know people talk about the Kyle Lowry sland, uh, slander and it's just like he he didn't seem to be forcing anything and just played the the right game and that that one play kind of was took a lot of my worries away I was like man these guys are these guys are ready yeah like, I this, mean like that- this is the year
2: that was like such a pivotal moment, too, because, you know, it's it's like all of Lowry's crafty skills put mm-hmm. into one bag. Like he's absolutely. blocking off one defender. He's kind of pushing Giannis as he makes the pass yeah. or as Giannis goes to block Kawhi. And he, he also gives just a just a little bit of a look to Siakam. Um, yeah, absolutely. so the defender has it's- to be honest there. And it's like it's all of like Lowry's kind of like crafty journeyman style like like what makes him so special was like all on display in that play
3: 100 percent, and it's like you, you look at the way he built like i think this kawaii move helped it in, in a way that he didn't have to force his offense you know and, and no you're Pascal, right of course stepping up being a 20 30 point scorer a lot of times he wasn't the second option on offense and so that just allowed him to dictate his pace and the way he played his game, which is I think a beautiful thing to see and come to a peak. And you look at all this hate that he's gotten for his playoff performance. And he was arguably our, our second best player, you know, you know, in the playoffs, just for the stuff that you don't count as stats. You know, there's no, Oh, how many blocks did this, how many charges does this guy take? You know, how many defensive plays does he make? You know? And I think that was that point where for me, it was, it was so exciting. It's two points the same as any of the two points mm-hmm. but it's it's not it's such a motivating mood changing play right there
2: what's that old uh what's that old vince carter commercial like uh, yeah. my coach said two points is two points my my my, uh, my coach couldn't dunk. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah that's right no it's real um, though because like yeah and all the momentum that was like leading up to that and you know I remember when, when Colangelo got Kyle, me, mm-hmm. me and my, uh, my buddy, Kevin, who I started this podcast with, we, we were jumping up and down being like, we got our bill ups, we got our bill ups. Right. Cause like, you know, anytime I had imagined the Raptors maybe winning the championship, it was something like this. It was like a, this like magical team that was put together. Like I just, I could never envision a super team for the Raptors and, and no, and it, it yeah, sorry.
3: Go ahead. No, no, I, was I was just gonna g- say it's perfect for a team with no with no lottery pick. Like that's that's who you want. You want that guy who isn't that necessarily superstar, but he makes the right choices you know, and he's, and people call him the heart and soul. And it's that stuff that it's like, yeah, you know what? You're not, you're not wrong.
2: Yeah. And I, I've been like in my head starting to call him like the brain, because I feel like, you know, the heart and soul is, is fair. Like he really, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll see him take a charge from Embiid after hurting himself. Right. But I also think he's was kind of the conductor. Like it's almost as if Kawhi was an assassin. Like, I guess he was a conductor in his way as well. But to like, to your point earlier, how many times did we see DeRozan and Lowry kind of like look at each other in the playoffs, and be like, okay, who's going to try? Because we right. both can't yeah, score. Absolutely. And that's just not a thing when you play with a guy like Kawhi Leonard. Like Kawhi's like, first of all, I'm trying and you're not. Second of all, yeah. don't worry about it. I got this. So then I think Kyle was able to fit perfectly into that role. And anytime that Siakam wasn't there emerging or, you know, exploding, I think Kyle was you know, usually there to fill in the gap or, or 100% going and, and, or and his numbers
3: would have been so much crazier if, if a couple games didn't go with a bunch of guys missing wide open shot. Like we had a lot of open looks that, that we didn't hit this year and you know, that's always going to happen, but like he was getting the ball a lot of time to whether it's the hockey assist, you know, to the guy to swing it over or just hit guys in open spots. It's just I really think he, I don't know if I want to say matured because he's been there, but I think he finally understood and was in a place where he could play the game that he is designed to play.
2: For sure, and I mean like, you know, if if we're talking about Lowry and kind of signature moments, how about in that Philly series? I think it was in that Philly series. It was one of those plays where it was just like a key rebound. It was at the end of the game and he just slapped it to Danny Green. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was just like a presence of mind, little thing that is never going to be like a three on the stat sheet. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's just classic Kyle. And, and and I've been someone who, I've criticized Kyle in the past, and I think that he struggled to be the number one option. And I think the reality was he never was going to win as as a number one option.
3: And um, I think that's fair. Yeah. And, and, and even and, as a number two option, you might have trouble. But when he can dictate the pace and, yes. and where the ball goes, and you've got two guys who can get buckets, like, you know, I'm excited because this is the kind of play that I think could take him much you know, much beyond his the expiring of his contract. Like I think because of that, I mean, he takes a beating. So who knows? But right. it,
2: but no, it, I, th- I'm I, th- I think too that uh, there's a lot of reason to think that Lowry, with his shooting, could have a Jason Terry style aging out of his game. Like I don't see why 100%. he couldn't play till thirty-seven, thirty-eight.
0: Yeah,
3: hundred percent, hundred percent. Especially if if Fred keeps stepping up, we could go a quite a, a real interesting two guard sort of system for the next four or five years, I think.
1: You just kind of got that feeling in the last game, when Lowry came out and it was he was just on fire. Oh man! Felt like he was a Jedi. His hero cycle was coming to an end, and he was about <laughs> to disappear and become a ghost.
0: Yeah. I, I'm glad <laughs> you
2: brought it around to Star Wars, Matt.
1: The end of his Jedi cycle. <laughs> That's what, Yeah, it was him. No. If you even noticed he was a ghost when he lifted up the trophy. It was just. <laughs> oh yeah! Like, there's nothing left of Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm
3: so ha- I'm just so happy for him. Like, and I think that was that moment where like. Everyone is going to be like, "Oh, Kawhi took Giannis' soul," but like that play is nothing without Kyle, right? Yeah, I think that that for me was like, man, he's making the race right, because there's no way he was getting that shot up. Giannis was going to crush that ball.
2: Yeah, and I but think that just was that the game where Giannis had blocked him previously, or no?
3: I I don't I don't remember. I remember him getting blocked by Giannis, and, and like yeah, I think it was the game. Giannis had a, a few big blocks in that game,
2: and it was weird because. You know, I've been watching a lot of playoff highlights, obviously, um, yeah. and like, there's just so many thunderous dunks in Orlando and Philly from Kawhi, and yes, there are thunderous dunks in Milwaukee, but he's just not jumping as high at all, so the timing has to be much, much better, and he's jumping Absolutely. off two feet instead of one, because I, I, I think, I don't know when he got injured in Philly, but I think he got hurt against Philly, right? or was it against uh, you know
3: what i don't i don't think we'll ever know with with Kawhi. <laughs> like that could have been bothering him and just progressively getting worse and he couldn't take days off cuz it was the playoffs and like yeah. this could have been going on midseason and yeah that's actually a good point rest.
2: and i mean like that theory you know? would work well with uh how he looked against golden state like against golden state yeah. he just looked like he couldn't he couldn't run mm-hmm. i mean he's you still know? amazing then- but
3: yeah and just even him walking up uh, off the stage after they they won the title like season he's, he's, he's sore you know his gait is messed up, how he's walking and getting oh, yeah. the rest I think what a yeah I mean, the raptors really made an example for for why that that makes sense
2: yeah, I mean, I think you know they're uh we've talked about this a bunch in the pod before, but there's a lot of talk around um you know making the season shorter, and mm-hmm. my thing is always like how about more basketball and more players and spread the players out? More people make more money and it's less about the star players. Like a lot of players should play 60 games. Doesn't mean the game shouldn't be 82 seasons, but you know, mm. if you're Phoenix and you want to see Kawhi, you got to be good enough. That's, that. that that's my take to this, to the Bill Simmons kind of a yeah. season thing, but
3: yeah, I, it's, you know what? I'm, I'm so conflicted because all I want is more basketball. Like you yeah. today I'm like, what do I do now? But I want high level basketball. I mean,
2: yeah, it's uh, tough. I know. I, I feel like as basketball grows, my, I, part of my theory is that all of basketball is like slowly rising, and there's not like there's now no, no longer like three or four stars. There's like 15. <clears throat> and maybe in, this, in, in the next couple of years, there'll be 30 like, like superstars, guys,
3: right? 100%. I think this might be
2: the most
3: talented era of basketball. I, I think um, so.
2: I mean, like, I think basketball is basically getting better every year. Like, I'm sure stylistically you could have your preference, but it's not like, you know, they're building worse cars than they were, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? like no, the, yeah. the science is better. Everything's better. So the players 100%, are percent. And it,
3: it, it, it's the argument, like, oh, they used to be tougher and they couldn't hack it back then. Yeah. But like, if you had to play by these rules, like. And guys who could shoot from the logo, where would you be, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be. It's, it's always the argument of, like, what would Shaq look like in today's NBA? And it's like, man, it's uh, so contextual. Like, he would be very, very different, but I'm sure he'd excel. 100%. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, he's Shaq. I think it's him with LeBron and Jordan. Like, those guys are playing whenever they want. Well, uh, Simon, I don't know if you can hear that, but Matt's playing a uh, so, uh, Chernobyl sound effect for us. That's uh yeah. That's it for me and you. But um, cheers Appreciate to it, Kyle man. and. I like uh, that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think everyone in the whole city is happy for Kyle and. Uh, oh, absolutely! Yeah, thanks for it's coming on the pod, league, man. Too. Oh, my pleasure, guys. Uh, go raps. Go raps. Talk uh, to you. Cool. We'll talk soon. Matt, tell me something I don't know about Marco Bellinelli.
1: Marco Bellinelli.
0: <laughs> I, can't,
1: I can't say who the Italian names. He, <laughs> he played one season for the Raps in 2009. Uh-huh. Uh, he joined Bagnani. Is right. that right? That's right. Uh, he played 66 games and he averaged seven points for us. Did you know he was the first Italian to be in the NBA finals and also to win a championship? No. With yeah. the Spurs? Yeah. It's the first one. I didn't know he was on that team. He was on the team that beat the Heat. Yes. Yeah, he was on that team. I did not know that. Well done. Uh, Do you know he has a fedora tattoo in his forearm as a tribute to his grandfather? I didn't know it was a tribute (laughs) to his grandfather or that it was a fedora. I thought it was
2: a weird piece of poo. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, I I, I
1: just... I'm so glad I cleared that up for you. Yeah, I saw it a lot of times. Didn't really figure it out. When he was drafted by G-State, he came over from Italy and he didn't know how to drive. So did you know he brought a friend to be his personal driver while he was in G-State? That's weird and hilarious and amazing. Did you know that his teammates nicknamed nicknamed him the cookie monster because of his love of American cookies and it actually became a bit of a problem and they had to restrict his intake. Wow. (laughs) Belly Nelly. He's up on the cookie, sir. Jess Jess. Nicolette. Nicolette.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'm uh, I'm here with uh, the (laughs) denim god. Jess,
4: hello.
2: Um, Hi. Jess, how how are you doing? Uh, How's your? Do you have a championship glow?
4: Oh man, like haven't you been on a cloud for the past like week?
2: Yeah, it's been. Awesome. It's just been like otherworldly. It's it's been insane.
4: Yeah, it it almost sucks to like not have something to watch, not have like a highlight to watch every day about like us winning. Totally. You know? Like,
2: you know, it, it actually feels a bit odd that there's no yeah. challenge that we're, we're, like, right about to, like, tackle. And yeah. that's why I, I I was just saying this, like, there's something to the effect of Simon, but, like, uh, I don't really feel a lot of angst when people are like, the Raptors might not win next year. And I'm like, that's next yeah. year, though. You know what I mean? Like, we just won. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay Exactly. So Jess, I'm asking everyone um, what their favorite moment from this magical run is. And if it's not like a Mm -hmm. pinpoint moment, that's okay.
4: Okay. So my favorite moment is game six of Milwaukee with like four seconds to go when we obviously were gonna win the game, and the camera panted Kyle, and he was just like in a disbelief. Oh yeah elated glee he was like laughing and smiling and maybe crying and just looking into the rafters like oh my god and it was the most like it was my favorite thing that I've ever seen he after all of these years of everything he's done and the shit he takes and totally all the time just being underrated and overlooked and then Yeah, him having that moment and realizing he's done it, we're going to the finals, and, like, can you believe it? It's like, that wasn't even the best thing that happened. I know. Just his face in that moment was the most, yeah, it was the most and truest thing I've ever seen. And he, like, deserved every single bit of it. I I I made it my screensaver. Like, I made a collage, made it my lock screen. It's just... Yeah, it is so, it's like happiness.
2: I think Kyle really kind of brings out that feeling of like, you, of, you know, you can, he's someone you can relate to.
4: I yeah, think because he's been he's a bit, here the longest. What's that? Sorry. I feel like also because he's been here the longest. It's like all of our struggles and failures, he feels all of them. I mean, like, you know, he had something to do with a couple of them, but it's like yeah. who better to understand the feeling of happiness of finally getting there than the dude that's been like trying to do it for so long.
2: Totally. I think he really represents like the Raptors struggle because honestly, mm-hmm. the other people who really represent the Raptors struggle, um, were, were clipped off at some point. Yeah. So Kyle's kind of like the one who's hanging on the edge of the cliff who gets to celebrate. Like, yeah, I think more than more than anyone else on the team easily, um, mm-hmm. and, and most people in the franchise, short of like Wayne Embry, um, yeah. he really suffered a, quite a bit. Like, you know, he didn't suffer he as did. much as a guy like DeRozan, obviously. But, you know, Kyle no. definitely had a couple years of like being on a bad team with the mm-hmm. Raptors. Uh, yeah. Like even before the playoffs. And um, he's also, just, he's cantankerous. He's innocent. Mm-hmm. He's joyful. He's a pit yeah, bull. he's
4: everything.
2: You know, he's kind of, he's so relatable because I feel like he, you can feel his hard work mm-hmm. and seeing yeah. it pay off. is just lovely.
4: It is. It really is. And yeah, I, I just, I just also to see like to your point about like him being a rat, like having playing for the Raptors, having to like struggle, go through that, be on a team that everyone always complains about and overlooks, And then everyone else has ever been in that situation. Aside from like throws in, Obviously, that was horrible, and it sucks that he was, you know, shipped away, ish. But yeah. everyone else that did, you know, went through that stuff, left us. They left. They just were like, "Oh, we don't want to stick it out. We're going." He stayed, dealt with it, lived through it, played through it, and then like delivered a fucking trophy.
2: Okay, can I ask you when that moment happened? Guy, like forever. Did you cry?
4: Oh man. <laughs> I have cried so many times throughout these <laughs> huh, like this postseason that it is I mean, ask me when I didn't cry. It it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a crier. What is it? Hey, know? no, crying's <laughs> great. It's so but just like to see those emotions is so special. I could like relive that forever.
2: And you know what? You get to because Jess, just, you're a champion. Matt, you're a champion. <laughs> Freddie, me talking to myself, I'm a champion. A champion. Um, yeah. Jess, we'll uh, we'll have you back on the podcast soon. But um, just cheers to Lowry in that special moment. Yeah. I was in yeah. Collingwood uh, on my uh. like mini honeymoon, and you know, just wa- I stayed up all night basically watching yeah. those bucks highlights. <laughs> Oh. I really did. It was insane.
0: <sighs> Me um, too.
4: It was like, how many times did you watch that and watch the city react and watch them pick up the Eastern conference? Like, it was just like, yeah. yeah. Reliving these things is just like, yeah, it's still not old. I'm yeah. I'm still, oh, doing
2: it's it. not old at all. Um, yeah yeah we should we're we're gonna have some celebration parties like i think even in a couple years you know like we should reunite or something (laughs) i mean i mean we will see each other again but you know
1: in general (laughs) folks should make this a deal it does uh, have this feel though doesn't it like what do we do now do we just walk off into the sunset is this i (laughs) think so no now we all take on climate change
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean um
2: okay jess we gotta make some more calls but uh thanks buddy
4: all right you're welcome all
2: right. All right. Bye champs. Bye champs. Bye. Yow, Tua. Tua. So I, I'm here with my buddy, uh, Yao. Um, hey guys. how you doing? How's, uh, how's life as a champ, man? Yeah. You having fun? I'm glowing. I'm glowing. I'm living my best life. It's just dreams, dreams
5: coming true. It's just like, it's a, it's a real reality that we just get to live in.
2: Do you feel like a winner or, or is it, are you processing?
5: you know what's happening like, every day I feel like I'm coming down and I have a doubt like did this really happen yesterday it was like the biggest one I had and then I opened up my mail and my Raptors 2019 champion hat had come in that I ordered moments after the game ended and so like it renewed it I was like yeah this is a real hat that I get to wear in uh, town that signifies we
2: won. That's good so. stuff. Yeah, I feel like people are having a fun time, like, ordering their championship merchandise. Oh, yeah. Matt just had his experience.
1: Yeah, I've spent uh, I've spent close to $300 on merch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yes. I just bought a that's really fun. sick sweater, and I missed the Canada Post guy. I'm so pissed. I gotta go to the post office tomorrow.
2: Oh, but but it's
1: yours. Yeah, it's, it. yeah, yeah, it's coming.
2: But um, <laughs> but yeah, you're you're a man on the move. You know, we got a lot of people to call, so let's so let's get into it. What's what's your favorite moment or what's your favorite feeling of this like this magical run, this amazing run that we all got to be a part of?
5: So you you said moment, and like I couldn't figure out a moment, but it does feel like vindication for a, a few. <laughs> uh, is it, it, on the Kawhi side. It was him like you knew he felt like he was the best player in the world. Right.
2: And, so and he felt vindicated, was, man. You could tell uh, during those, uh, like after he won, you know?
5: There are moments where he just like let go of emotion and, and he just like lived. And therefore like that shot was like kind of the big one against Philadelphia.
0: Oh man, that
5: was
2: such a battle cry too. Like I've never seen someone scream like that.
5: Yeah, it is a moment where like, Like, we can just, like, look on and say, hey. Uh, He's like, yeah, I was made for these moments. I brought me in for these moments. Like, that moment feels like a big vindication moment for all the moves, for every doubter, including myself at a moment. Right. For a a quick moment, I'll fully admit to that, about the trade. In in terms of, like, I was sad about it. Uh, Right. I knew what we were getting. Uh, People could check the receipts on that. But I I, I was, like, a little like it's hard your emotions are in this team your emotions are in this game so there's that there was moment the other vindication moment is the opening of game six where Kyle Lowry the game before not hitting the game winning shot having people go oh yeah right he's not clutch oh yeah here he's not clutch and him just opening on that 11-0 tear by himself it's just
2: the, the the Kyle Lowry, like, personal pizza run was <laughs> disgusting. Like, he yeah. just, he basically just announced to Golden State that it's like, you, listen, I know it's the last night at Oracle, but, like, we're taking it.
5: Yeah, this is not only the last night of Oracle, but it's the last night of basketball this year, which is great. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was very, very authoritative. I mean, Kyle, just Vindication City. Uh, you know, between Kyle and, and Kawhi, is there anyone else to kind of, you know, I guess Gasol, right? How about the Vindication for that guy?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. you just feel good about a guy who's like, well, I feel like it's a slight upgrade at center. No, it was a solid upgrade at center. It was. It was you got yeah. someone who is defensively savvy, who comes up in big moments, and he had a hell of a series. Like, um, but it's also in my mind, like the last thing I would think was like people are very on this boat where you need three stars to get a championship. You need right. all this in. You need to have a need a tank. You like think about who they went through. Uh, they went through Golden State. They went through Philadelphia. Those are two teams that like kind of personify two ways of thinking of building an NBA team. Right. Yeah. One, Good point one, you need big stars and so you need to acquire which is what Golden State did and it didn't help them when like the chips are down, you have to pay these big stars, you have nobody else that so you have the pipeline and then you have Philadelphia spent like a better part of the decade tanking for number one pick totally. and they got beat by a team without a lottery pick, You know, what yeah, I mean? they're, even they're, to be a
2: champion their process their process was was not vindicated and, no. but yeah no, I, I think our Raptors approach like uh, j- j- just to kind of jump on what you're saying it's like we're vindicated in not having this like super team and we won we're you know people are going to call this like an asterisk champion but you know what, what's an asterisk champion uh, the Detroit Pistons and the Dallas Mavericks mm. basically it's the legendary type of championship that happens every like 10 or 15 years Yeah,
0: that's what we are yeah
5: yeah, it is. Uh, the asterisk thing always bothers me for a few reasons. Um, one uh, is not what the series is going to be remembered for years from now. It is just going to be. It's going to be the year that people remember Masai took a gamble by trading away his top star, and then everybody had a point to prove and then proved it. That's what the champion is going to be remembered for. No one remembers Cleveland starting Matthew Delvilova in the finals instead of yeah. Kyrie and Kevin Love not starting there. People just remember that they won and the next year they went uh, the 73-9 and, and didn't win. Like, we're, too, we're in an era where new, the news cycle needs to be filled every day right. by like multiple shows. So they have to find all these like narratives and they're like, this is what I really remember of the narrative. But you look back, like even, even last year, Barely remember that LeBron got swept.
0: We just sure. know that
5: Golden State won.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 I think time's going to be our friend. Yeah. Uh,
5: so uh, it's, a, it's a legendary championship. Uh, the whole like lottery, especially. Markis Paul said in an interview, like you guys uh, don't have a in a lottery. You have a few second rounders. You have an undrafted player in your rotation. What does it say about the draft? I mean, he's like he drafted me shit. Which I mean. There are, there are some, it does mean some shit in certain scenarios, uh, especially when it comes to like, how players get paid. Because uh, you can't get a Supermax from you year on the team that drafted you and you make all NBA. Right. So it kind of means shit in that respect. But like, at the end of the day, like, the side can evaluate talent. The, the, that Raptor staff can evaluate talent and everyone knew what role they needed to play. And I think that's the better part of what I was drafting later in the round anyway, is like no one is looking to be an all-NBA player. Everyone is looking to bring what
2: they can to their team. Totally. And I mean, yeah, I think you really nailed it with, with vindication. And uh, we got we to keep making calls. Um, is there any last kind of like specific vindication moment that, uh, that makes you feel... <laughs> Sorry, there's a Chernobyl <laughs> thing and I thought it only had two or three I loops so. but I think it went four or five or six times. Yeah, I heard that. Are you okay? Are you? Are Everyone's you okay, okay but I did watch uh, episode three of Chernobyl and it, it messed me up. I watched watch it stuff. today. Like keep going, keep stuff. going.
0: Yeah,
5: <laughs> the feeling I had, I couldn't pick a moment. I had that feeling of just like, yeah. Not like relief, not like glee, like, damn it, we did it the way we said we're gonna do it. Even though people say you couldn't do it that way, and it makes me feel good. This championship is such a feel-good championship.
2: God damn, we did it right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, buddy. We well, uh, right I'll, I'll have you on the pod. I'm, I'm sure super soon, and uh, you know, just bask in the championship glow and uh, and feel that vindication. I'm tipping my my water glass to you right now.
5: Yeah, I can't wait to get back on the pod and uh, let's talk about the off season and uh, when these rumors get quashed, the draft coming up, like there's a lot to talk about. Oh man, uh,
2: basketball never sleeps.
5: No, we never sleep. COD. <laughs> <laughs> COD forever, yo. <yeah. laughs> Alright, buddy. Alright, enjoy your conversations today.
2: Alright, see you, man.
1: Alright, man. Tell me something I don't know about Bismack Biyombo. Biz Mac Biombo. This guy really made an impact He played for the Raps Yes 2015 to 2017 He's from the Democratic Republic of Congo Did you know that there's two Congos? Okay, that might make more sense
2: Because are him and Serge from different Congos? Yes Okay Sorry. so go on bismack
1: is from the Demo- you know what i didn't know that by the way you didn't know that. i should say I should, no i, did I didn't I did, I did not know this either he did not yeah. he's from the democratic republic of congo serge is from the republic of congo okay and serge is the only player from uh the republic of congo like the only person to ever play in the nba from the republic oh of congo.
2: wow so like yeah. mutombo is from the democratic yes. republic of
1: congo all all the rest of them are are from their um Mbenga? But that's the one that's won the... Yeah, Serge is from Brazza. DJ M- Mbenga as I, well. So sorry. Do you know who? You don't know who that is? <laughs> don't know the DJ. Feel kind of lame right <laughs> he, now. He won a championship. Um...
2: Oh, oh my God. I thought you were saying uh, DJ. DJ Mbenga, no. the basketball yeah. player. Yeah. Yes, I know him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was thinking
1: of like a famous <laughs> DJ like, oh from the God.
2: Democratic <laughs> <laughs> Republic of Congo. I apologize, but oh I don't God. know. Yeah,
1: no, he's from the Democratic. So, um, but yeah, Serge is the only one from... From the Republic of Congo to very cool a championship or play, but we're talking about Bismack here. Type about Biz. okay? Uh, did you know that uh, uh, when he when he was eighteen and was going to enter the draft, people didn't believe that he was the age he said he was? Yeah, it's a common shitty thing
2: with uh, African players. Is it? People always assume they're lying about their age because of documentation.
1: Like um, when he was sixteen, he went to Spain, and his agent took him to a specialist to do a bone age study
2: yeah it's it's uh i mean Mutombo's talked a lot about that because people always said he was lying about his own age like what does that mean like like, they think that, like oh you guys don't know how old you are i <laughs> think the idea is that they're coming from like poverty and their passports yeah it's like, you know the doctor. Like yeah and that if you play a like if you play kids that are younger than you you can kind of like skate by mm-hmm. but let me just I, I I know you got more, but let me just say how ridiculous that is. And I th- I think Mutombo should have, hopefully, I mean, we have that with Serge. People always doubt his age as well. But M- Mutombo, I thought, put that to bed. Because people always said Mutombo was older than he actually was. Yeah. But by their standards, yeah. he still played to 45. Right. So if he was lying about his age, yeah. Mutombo played to like 50-something. 50
1: 50. <laughs> so, that's yeah. That's insane. Anyways. Um, well, that's pretty much all I have for Bismack. I was really... The the Congo thing really took me away. Can I? Can I? I mean, 10 out of 10. Tell me. Tell me. me. I got something you might not know. Number 99. Okay. Biz, do you remember
2: when they asked him in the conference finals um, if he was afraid of LeBron? Do you remember what he said? No. He said, no, I'm only afraid of lions. (laughs) I swear to wow. God, dead serious. That's amazing, and that was remember Surge in that or uh, sorry, remember Biz in that series? Yeah. Oh my God, it was incredible. He was so good. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, the Raptors got obliterated, but uh, anyways,
1: we're <laughs> champions. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, Alex Stevenson.
2: Uh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm here with my uh, longtime buddy uh, Alex Stevenson. How you doing, buddy? I am. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Have you, uh, like, are you on a bender or are you, what's going on? You know,
6: <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've said this to a lot of people. Like I still, it, uh, I've said to a million people over the years, the Raptors will never win a title. I gave up hope long ago. And as such, it still doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like it's possible. You know? Yeah.
2: That's a pretty, so. I think for hardcore Raptors fans, That's like a pretty common vibe. I'm actually... Okay, can I just make a quick observation? I think that you can kind of get a sense of a Raptor fan if they're still in total disbelief. (laughs) I think they're like, you know that's part of being a super duper Raptors fan. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're like, Oh, that was great. Like what's next? Yeah. Like, like me and Matt yeah. were just saying like, we feel like what's left, like just walk into the sunset
0: here. Like.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, and that like, I feel, I feel like uh, dishonest claiming like I'm a proper Raptors fan at this point. Like I'm still very obsessed with the NBA, but I remember the season that Sam Mitchell got, got fired, just kind of like broke me. I was just like, fuck, I'm done, I'm done with this team. I'm out of here. And I just, uh, Uh, Coincided nicely with the rise of League Pass, so I just started watching a lot more other teams
0: as well. Wow!
2: So, so so we have a trader uh, (laughs) among us. I I wouldn't.
6: Hey, I still have a Chuck Swirsky bobblehead, so I I, I don't feel like I should be. Anyone who can
2: name Chuck Swirsky, let alone know that he has his own bobblehead night, (laughs) let alone has one of those, you're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So. Wait, so, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, I'm, I'm asking everyone the same question and just seeing where it goes. Um, do you have a favorite moment or feeling from this finals run?
6: So the thing that I got the most excited about was uh, Marc Desol in game one of the finals, because, um, as I mentioned, I sort of became like a league pass nerd and always followed the Raptors, but right. also followed kind of other teams. And the Grizzlies were one of those teams. And just to see, like, remember the Pau Gasol trade in 2008 or 2009?
2: Of course, they got the rights
0: like a, to mark.
6: It, yeah, exactly. It was a, a controversial trade. It was like Javaris Crittenden and throw-ins for Pau Gasol. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, the Lakers lucked out again, right? And then it kind of ended up being a fair trade. And just seeing the Gasol go from... At that point, just being a throw into the trade who may or may not ever play in the NBA, like he was the 48th pick in the draft. Um, and then those grit and grind teams when they beat the Spurs in 2011, when they were the eight seed beating the one seed, um, that run to the conference finals in 2013. And just the fact that that grit and grind team, like him and Mike Conley just held on for so much longer than anybody would have anticipated while well, the league changed entirely around them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I was, very excited to see him come to the Raptors, but I was afraid that he, and he was often against the Sixers specifically, like on defense when they were matching, uh, right. matching the minutes with Embiid. Like that was really fun to watch, but I was kind of worried he'd get played off the floor against the Warriors. And he is, he was so good in the first quarter of the first game of the finals. And I can't believe I was ever worried about it. You know, that's a just great his point. On, his foot speed on defense, right? Like just, he would show for just the right amount of time to, to slow down Steph Curry and then get back to his guy. It was awesome.
2: No, so you're right. And like um I think that's probably um, I was pretty high on the Gasol trade because I know there was a lot of kind of like JV Gasol debate. And I honestly never thought it was very close because I too am a league pass person and I've been watching yeah. Gasol, you know, Gasol was the the best big passer in the NBA way before anyone ever knew Jokic's name. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, for he, sure. and, and he's, you know, a, the, he's a defensive player of the year uh Caliber guy who basically can't jump. Um, he's just an incredible, incredible type of player, um, and and the fact that he developed a three late in his game because he played with guys like Tony Allen and mm-hmm. and Zach Randolph, who just like you know it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and then also with him and Conley, like Mike and Mark, they the way that they that Memphis has retooled in the last couple of years, like I think people just thought they were going to be. Yeah, I think I think to your point, people thought they were going to flame out harder than than they did, and 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 that's a testament to those two guys. So when we got Gasol, I mean, I remember talking with with my brother Thomas just how he's the type of guy like he's just not going to let this opportunity slip. Um, he's going to make the most of it, and it was so cool to see Memphis rooting for us. You know, sorry, I jumped yeah, on the Marcus absolutely. Love too. I had to. Yeah, no,
6: he's uh, he's so great, and I mean, it's kind of like a a different version of the same story with, uh, with Kyle Lowry, right? Like it's just right. somebody getting, uh, who's, you know, a very unique style of player who suffered for a long time or, or was good for a long time in a very unique way. And just finally getting the payoff that, um, you know, real NBA fans know that they deserve, you know?
0: Yeah, so totally.
6: It, and watch, watching Marcus all uh, throughout the parade would, uh, incredible to
2: say the least yeah so okay he's having
6: a good time
2: I, okay I know he was chugging but on the yeah. low post Zach Lowe said he chugged a full wine bottle
1: he did uh, yeah, that's like Andre the Giant stuff yeah everyone was drinking rosé because of that rosé sales went through the roof really yeah <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> but also, like, I get his size, but he probably was sick. No, I've seen the under oh, the was, giant dog. Yeah, yeah I
6: don't he probably like they were double decker buses. I feel like the, the the floor of the bus we couldn't see was covered in vomit. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh yeah. Like they were yes.
6: they were going down the steps.
1: <laughs> A lot of players were having out. naps. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean, right? Exactly. Yeah, by the time Kawhi got to where I was, he was like just sitting on the back of the ledge and like very slumberly like pointing his finger. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he was tired of holding the MVP trophy. And <laughs> Listen. It was, it was <laughs> That's an, like three hours it. Was it was a draining it.
2: day. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, be, I think before we let you go, Alex, is there any more kind of like Marcus' Gasol nuggets? Like I too was so excited that he wasn't played off the court. You know, I thought he made, the, you know, he was obviously hesitant on the three, but he made so many key threes, so many key steals. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was, yeah. He was incredible mean, a, in every series, uh, you know? Uh, sorry, what you say? Oh, I was just going to say he was incredible in every series. And just to add to that, how cool was it that a guy like uh, Giannis, um, Antetokounmpo Tecumpo, was, uh, was saying that he sees Gasol and Kawhi in his nightmares?
6: I did not know that, but that is so. That's, that's a quote. That's a
2: quote. Yeah, and and oh. and seeing him decimate, you know, uh, Vucevic, and and play so well against Embiid, it was just he was fantastic.
6: Yeah. No. It was. Uh, yeah. I got nothing else to say other than I'm so happy. Big Spain has a rape. Right. That's
2: it. Big Spain, baby. Big Barcelona. <laughs> um, cool, uh, Alex. We'll have you on another time, I'm sure, but um. Well, I'm saying this to everyone. Get out there and enjoy this warm day. Go meet Kawhi and enjoy this uh, like championship glow we're all in.
6: Absolutely. All right. I will I will go out into the sunlight as per your request.
2: Okay. Thank you.
6: <laughs> Thanks for having me guys.
2: Okay, so uh, Matt, we're going to do the Hunger Games segment. I've been doing all playoffs, uh, which means we sound cannons. We salute. We salute the fallen soldiers, which is uh, uh, when a a member of the Raptors team in a particular stat passes an all-time great in the playoffs. Yeah. um, We salute them. Uh, and, um, and we give them a little cannon sounding and we also, we also let you know who they're coming for. Exactly. So, uh, this is a bit of a summary version of this. You ready for it, Matt? Uh-huh. Okay. Kyle Lowry's all-time assists. Kyle started with 300, 335 playoff assists, sitting at 110th all-time. Kyle now has 494 playoff assists, passing at least 54 players in this run. Wow! Kyle finishes the playoffs sitting at 56 all time, and he's coming for Nate McMillan. Marcus' free ones. Mark started the playoffs with 290 playoff free throws made sitting at 144th all time he now has 330 playoff free throws made having passed at least 26 players in this run Mark now sits at 118th all time in playoff free throws made and he's coming for Paul Silas Kawhi, the god in all-time points. Kawhi started with 1,432 playoff points, sitting at 137th all-time. Kawhi now has 2,142 points. And since last pod, he has passed Derek Fisher, George McGinnis, (laughs) <laughs> and Gary Payton. Since the beginning of the playoffs, Kawhi has passed at least 85 players wow. in all-time playoff points. He now sits at 52nd, uh, and, uh, 52nd all-time, and he's coming for Alvin Hayes. Kawhi the Thief. Kawhi started the playoffs with 147 playoff steals, sitting at 52nd all-time. Kawhi now has 187, passing at least 19 players in this run. He now sits at 32nd all-time in playoff steals, and he's coming for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Serge Ibaka, the shot blocker. Serge started the playoffs with 252 all-time playoff blocks. At 10th all-time, I believe he was tied with Takembe Mutombo. And he now has 275 blocks. Now, he's pretty high up on the list, so he didn't really pass anyone beyond Mutombo. But Serge sits at 10th all-time, and he's coming for Kevin McHale. Last but not least, Danny Money, Money Green <laughs> from 3. Started with 191 uh three-pointers made in the playoffs all time, and he was sitting at 20th. He now has 230 playoff threes made. He's now 17th all time, and he's coming for Jason Kidd. By the way, I kind of messed that one part up, but he passed like Jason Terry and one other guy. Cheers. (laughs) Um, That's it for that segment, and I'll think of some new ones for uh, maybe the offseason and uh, the regular season chas
1: jonathan, jonathan. Yam. Yeah. Yeah.
2: okay uh i'm here with uh the closest thing i know to a capologist jonathan yam how you doing buddy
7: i'm good thanks for having me
2: anytime man um so i feel like we're we have so many similar raptors opinions like i, I wonder if we're both celebrating the same way or basking in the same championship glow but uh yeah what's your past couple you know days been like uh, as far as like a feeling
7: uh, it just still doesn't feel real, and I mean, it's funny because I think we talked about this after we reached the finals, right? And at that time, it still didn't feel real, and now it's still—it's like I don't really believe this
2: happened. I know,
7: but uh, it's its like amazing.
2: it's kind of like a compounded, unreal feeling. Like I think, I mean, maybe there's someone who didn't say that, but every single person I've asked has said that they can't believe it. Or they keep expecting it to not be real, or something yeah. to that effect. Like, it, I, yeah, I think it's just a testament to how how unlikely this seemed if you if you were someone who followed the Raptors like for years. You know.
7: Yeah, it feels like a, a dream. Like, I I can think of a time where I might have dreamed this happening in my sleep. Yeah. But <laughs>
2: seriously, um, but yeah, real life. It's going to be good though. I'm going to enjoy processing it, uh, forever, I think. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So I'm asking everyone what, I guess what their favorite moment or collection of moments or feeling is from this finals run. Uh, do you have one or, or there,
7: something? Yeah. There were, there were so many that, you know, that like things that happen in games that, that people will remember, you know, like big shots. Yeah. Um, big defensive plays. The thing that really sticks out in my mind is seeing some of the similarities between, uh, like, just watching Kawhi. And I, I think because once the playoffs started, I was pretty much watching every game. Like, I didn't watch every regular season game, but once the playoffs started, I was like watching every minute of every game. Right. And and I think when you're you're watching that closely, you start to notice these things. And like, I just couldn't believe how many of his moves are so similar to Michael Jordan? Like it was like watching bulls play off basketball. It was all over again.
2: The Philly series was like too much, Right the Philly series was like watching Michael Jordan. Like I I kept saying that and it seemed like a joke. And then we kept saying they're like, Oh, it's like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan with Pippen with, uh, with Siakam. But then they finished like almost being like in a scoring tie yeah. with those two. And I was kind of like, then it actually was like, I feel like we're just assume we're hyperbolic cause we're rappers fans, but it was a, it was a legendary playoff run.
7: But you remember like when somebody came up with like a, a compilation of of clips showing how similar like Demar and Kobe were. Right. And you could actually like put them side by side and the moves that they would make would be like almost identical, like perfectly timed and perfectly synced. Like this is kind of what it felt like too, like watching some of these plays.
2: I think so. and you know? the, and And for me it was the killer instinct too that gave me eerie, eerie Michael Jordan feelings because – You know, I think Kobe's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But to me, it's a pretty significant gap between him and like the, you know, the top five guys. Like, I think it's fair to have Kobe outside of the top 10 or, you know, ninth or 10th or something like that. But the way Kawhi was playing, like I've never seen Kobe come anywhere near that effective on the court. Um, in a playoff scenario and, and the numbers back that up. And, and then, you know, also, you know, Kobe's never even been on that kind of planet. Um, so that's why I think the Michael Jordan comparisons, they're kind of real because when he hit those back to back threes against Philly, it felt like the Portland shrug game. You know what I mean? When yeah. he hit that three to beat Philly or, or or the dunk over Giannis, like everything felt just so impactful that he did. And he even had steals and blocks and, and just amazing defensive plays that were like totally game changing.
7: There was one play that just sort of really turned on the light bulb for me. And I think it was like, I think it was during the Milwaukee series where he had the ball and he palmed it. Obviously, because he has gigantic hands, but yes. like he did this ball fake where he was like he did a fake pass and then just took it back, and it was like that was sort of the one where I was like, "Holy crap, that looks exactly like MJ."
2: Yeah, the the ball palming. Yeah, it's it's really good you point that out because the ball palming. I remember watching early Vince, and Vince had some of the same type of Michael Jordan ball palming. It was just like such an ag- like an aggressively easy way. Uh, Like all those players, they palm the ball so easily that, you know, they could catch it with one hand and never collect it with two and they can hold it out of bounds and they can fake pass and they can, there's times where Kawhi was like holding the ball in front, uh, like right in front of a defender. And I think he was just confident. Like if you smack the ball, you're going to smack my hand and my, my grip is better than your smack, you know?
7: Yeah. And then I think just like watching him and working in the paint, like one turnaround jumper after another too, is was like,
2: it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it, it was just deadly. Now, um, as far as like, you know, Kawhi and Michael Jordan moments, like, you know, the, that's going to be something that I think because of Kawhi's career being so different to Jordan's, it's always going to be kind of like a weird comparison, but as, as time goes further, I think people will be able to square just how good he was on defense. Cause I'm already hearing a lot of like, Oh, well, you know, LeBron's numbers were better last finals and they were, but I just don't think that anyone would ever argue that LeBron makes the same defensive impact that Kawhi does. And you know, that's kind of what like pushes the comparisons further to like, okay, well, who is a player that's this good on defense and offense and you kind of end up at Michael Jordan, because other other than that, it's bigs, and it's just too hard to compare. Like,
7: yeah,
5: you know, I mean, Kawhi like to Hakeem
2: of, yeah. Olajuwon, right?
7: Yeah, in terms of guys that can do a bit of everything really well.
2: Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's pretty magical. And I, I really hope he stays and we can watch like more of his greatness and his greatness like is associated with us. <laughs> um, and, and then maybe like when we win a second championship, we can start to believe that we won the first one. But, uh, but Jonathan, anyway, I, I, you said you had another moment for me, didn't you?
7: Yeah. It's also Jordan related, but okay. I want to talk about Jordan Lloyd.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh my God. This is <laughs> great. <laughs> I want, and, I, okay. Someone saying, I want to talk about Jordan Lloyd. It's like it's probably okay. The first
7: time it's ever, it's ever your royalty, been,
2: <laughs> your royalty in my books. Just <laughs> pausing and being like, "Hey guys, we need to talk about Jordan Lloyd." Yeah, yeah. I'm in a good place. Yeah,
7: so I mean, I think he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, I think most of us saw him just sort of in his bench role, being sort of the biggest hype man throughout the playoff. Mm-hmm. But there was the, the whole jersey that kind thing. Of came out, yeah, one of the things that came out in the finals was uh, this article in the Ringer. Where they talked about how he was basically the guy that was. Um, he, he basically watched a lot of video of Steph Curry and tried to imitate him in practice so that they could basically figure out how to defend him.
6: Right. Wow.
7: The games for the finals. Yes. And it's amazing to, to read that because it's like you don't really think of these bench guys as doing much. I mean, obviously, they show up in practice, they're the other, they're sort of the shadow. Uh, for the other team but to know that he spends all like he, he, I think he was like one of the was he the MVP in the G League this year I think he was uh,
2: um, Jordan Lloyd I thought it was was not it Chris Boucher
7: oh yeah sorry it was Boucher but I think Lloyd was one of the best players too yeah and our and pipeline like, my goodness yeah and then see him come up he didn't play any playoff games but he had a a really vital role to being able to shut down the Warriors.
2: That is so cool. And like I I, I think if I'm not mistaken in that article too, they talked about how he would mimic the other team stars. Like he mimicked the way Giannis played too, wow. and indeed. Yeah, and I, I was talking. This to It's fascinating. I didn't know. It's anything. so cool. Yeah. And I had uh, Simon Ho on the uh, on uh, as our first caller actually. And I was saying to him that, you know, I really. I really personally, I guess, love this idea of like there's just so many players. Um, And so, and the NBA is the most elite league. And I say this all the time, but I feel like there's so many talented Jordan Lloyds out there. And I think, you know, it's accepted that in the NHL, the MLB, and the NFL, that as a fan, you know those players' names, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But in the NBA, it's just such a smaller group of people that get any kind of shine. And, and yeah, a story like this to me really highlights how vital he is. Like he's a two-way contract 17th guy on our roster, if I'm not mistaken.
7: Yeah. And the the stuff that he did in the playoffs could be the thing that sort of puts him over the top just, in, you know, compared to all the other Jordan Lloyds, you know, like you think about all the other guys that came up, you know, with this team that were sort of borderline, maybe they'll make the roster, maybe they won't um, two-way players. I mean, guys like, Malachi Richardson,
0: who mm-hmm.
7: you know, maybe he had same talent level, but, uh, you know, didn't necessarily have like a, uh, you know, reputation for like strong work ethic, but right. you see another, like then you find out about a guy like Jordan Lloyd, who's like, you know, watching video and like studying the opposing players. And to the point where he can basically act like the opposing player.
2: That's hilarious. I mean, I want a clip of that so oh, bad. Oh God. Yeah. Like was there ever like the a mouth stretch? guard?
1: He has to do the mouth he's
2: guard. He's doing too. the mouth guard. <laughs> oh, that would be good stuff. He's doing there. He's doing the like MB airplane before it happens. Oh, yeah. So when it actually did happen, he's like, okay, now, now, okay, yeah. now you do this. <laughs> um, oh. Well, uh, Jonathan, it's uh, it's awesome to have you on the pod, and I'm sure I'll have you back soon. But uh, yeah, is there any any more Jordan Lloyd moments? If there are, they're welcome. I'm just.
7: That that's the only one I remember, but I mean that wasn't even during the game. I, I read about it all. like was during the finals. Was but he it was one of amazing the, to hear that?
1: Was he one of the guys in the parade wearing the shirt that said random guy in suit? A few. I think that was him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few of them. Yeah.
2: That well, that's because the whole, the whole, uh, not jersey thing, but the t shirt thing where everyone's like, who's that guy? Yeah. And it's Jordan Lloyd because yeah. they were doing the whole team, but they had to <laughs> sprinkle out the like the lower level guys. And poor guy gets thrown to the fire. Oh, and he got a prominent position. He looked like he might be Lowry. And then when you look, you're like, that's not Lowry.
0: <laughs> and you're like,
2: oh, who's that? It's Jordan Lloyd? Uh, anyways. Um, but anyway, but, uh, but dude. Enjoy this. Enjoy this championship. Uh, go have a go have a tasty dinner or whatever. I don't. Know. I, 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 I don't make know. Make sure you eat dinner tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you eat dinner tonight. That's really <laughs> what I'm trying to say.
7: I'll make sure I do. And you know this is gonna be great. We're champions at least until next June. Maybe even longer than that.
2: Yeah, I know. We're we're yeah. champions. Like we're like material champions at least for a year, and we're also like theoretical champions forever. Yeah. So. I mean, pretty great, right? Yep. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay. Cool. Fair well, uh, we, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, buddy.
0: Alex, Alex. Wood.
2: All right, uh, I'm here with uh, with my buddy, uh, another super fan, another Raptors lover. I don't know how he's been celebrating the past couple of days, but I'm sure it's been a good time. Alex Wood, how you doing, buddy?
8: Uh, Last night on Bloor West at 11.15, I let out a, let's go Raptors, and I got some claps.
2: Huge. (laughs) I I was in a car, um, and we were heading down uh, uh, Dovercourt, and there was a bunch of kids selling lemonade with a Raptors symbol. And we honked, and those kids went nuts. <laughs> we didn't stop and get the lemonade. Yeah, but, I was say
1: yeah sorry. It was, sorry. Sorry to those
2: kids. We like, honked
1: at them. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Oh, it was, yeah, it was good. One of those horns. Um,
2: Harvey and I were debating
8: starting a corner again last night. Just Delaware and Bloor going out with the We the North flag some gear, some guys, and just confusing the hell out of people driving by. Some
0: gear,
2: some guys. I want to be a part of whatever, like, happening you're starting. Like, (laughs) we'll get some gear, we'll get some guys, you know, we'll make it happen. Like, I feel like you would. Well,
8: that's one of those things that would for sure go up on at least the ringer, like some Toronto Raptors fans are still celebrating in the streets. That's the headline. You print it.
0: Yeah,
2: I think I think we need to go ahead and do that. Um, because well, why the hell it. not?
8: Or a Trinity Bellwoods viewing party all on our cell phones. Let's just all go watch the Game Seven a shot at the same time.
2: That would be amazing. I actually would, I would love to have some type of viewing party for like whether it's like the Raptors like, you know, game in thirty minutes or something, if you just like who knows? I mean, I used to work at the Boer Cinema. Maybe the Boer Cinema could do like four hours, sixteen weeks. Yeah, the right? best of the run. Oh yeah. Yeah, the best of the run. You just do the thirty That'd minutes. Be so great. How great would that be? Listen, I'm gonna With make some, some calls. Commentators,
8: and then you try real hard to get everyone's like, on yeah.
2: ecstasy. I'm gonna make some calls, okay? <laughs> I'll get um, the ecstasy. I like it. Okay, yeah, you get the ecstasy. <laughs> wow, you take it easy. Um, okay, but uh, so Alex, like, is there? I'm, I'm asking everyone this: Is there, you know, a favorite moment or a feeling? from uh, from from this from the run, from the championship run?
8: Well, I'm going to whip out my hubris for a second and uh, wow. just admit that I went to six games during the run. I went wow. to uh, game two of round one. So that was really nice because the feeling in the building was like, we're not letting this team lose because we dropped game one when for the first time ever we didn't think it would happen. I know. And then we just killed the magic. And that place was... I went to so many important games. <laughs> Round one, game two was as crazy as that place was the rest of the playoff run.
2: Yeah, people were like, we knew it wasn't a fair fight, but we also knew that DJ Ogson hit that three and one. Like, I wasn't worried, but I think more than anything, we were expecting and wanting to crush that team.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that night was like an exorcism for a lot of people, you could tell.
0: Yeah. Um,
8: so that was nice, but obviously doesn't compare to a lot of things. And then I was at game five, round two, and that was great because we killed the Sixers and that was a swing game in the,
0: that yes, series.
2: Yes, yes. W- was that the game where we responded to... No, no, I'm sorry. That would have been game four when we were kind of like had the win where we responded to um, the Embiid <clears> plane. Okay, so Yeah, and
8: being Go down on. two to one. Yeah, game four in Philly,
2: that was a huge game.
8: Uh, And then game seven, obviously being there with like my two best basketball friends, Adrian Kronk and Dylan Gott. And that was,
2: I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know you guys were all there together. I didn't even know you were there. You were there for the shot, the Kawhi shot.
8: Yeah. And that was, uh, that was, uh, that's something you're never going to forget. I swear to God, I was the last person to know it went in. To I was, you talk about disbelief as soon as I saw what he was trying to do, I was like, what are you thinking? You're not going to get there in time. You're going to dribble the timeout. Yeah. And then when I see, I thought Embiid was closing on it. I thought it It wasn't going to get off in time. And then when it gets past Embiid, and (laughs) I'm not saying anything else that everybody else didn't go through, you know, like, like, Oh my God, I can't believe he even got it off. And then I was like, but that's short. Yeah, there it is. It's short. Oh, I guess it bounced towards no. What? Oh my God. And then, like, I was just stunned. And then, by the time I realized it went in and I was ready to celebrate, I turned into the aisle to start running up and down the aisles. But I almost got clobbered by this shirtless guy who was plowing down the stairs.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Um,. Who was Keenan Thompson in... Uh, in uh, Good Burger? No, not Good Burger. Keenan Thompson was in Hook.
1: What are you like? No, can no, that's a cannonball No, that's not Keenan Thompson. So sorry.
2: I thought it was Ke- it was a child no, actor. No, that's not him. I thought it timed out. That's oh, another
1: guy. My bad. I fucked that up.
2: Sorry, guys. Okay, you know what? Let's just let Alex continue, because I dropped the ball here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, But
8: yeah, I'll let you get back to uh, Keenan Thompson's presidency in a second.
2: Uh, (laughs) Okay, I I deserve that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Okay. And
8: then you know what? Uh, Game three of round uh, three, the Eastern Conference Finals, the double overtime. um, I'm not gonna lie, wasn't even an enjoyable experience. I was like, I mean, it obviously was, but I was, I felt like all of the air leave my body five times during that game.
2: Yeah, I was. Um, um, I watched that game in silent at uh, uh, South Carolina crazy. bar. They wouldn't give us the volume. It was great.
8: But I want to get back to because that is my favorite moment of this run. But I'll have to get back. Cause, uh, and then the next one would be at game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Specifically, the two moments we were down by 15 and my girlfriend texted me that we were still going to win on some like mystic tech stuff. And then I was like, there's a lot of stuff on this run for me personally. When it It's just like, oh, no, this is an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode of a game of 2K I'm playing, and I'm going to wake up, you know?
2: I can't believe you were at game six of the Bucks and game seven of Philly. Yeah. I wonder who um, else gets to claim. I, I went to two games, both losses, uh, game two well, of I Philly five, and game yeah, two of the yeah, finals.
8: I was five and 0 oh at that point after game six. Cool. I was on a heater, baby.
2: So, wait, what was your um, last game?
8: Well, I went to the finals game five, and they dropped that one. Right. It was still crazy. To, that's one of the all-time finals games. That's when Kevin got hurt, and I started cheering. I mean, everyone else started cheering. Um, ha.
2: Oh, I see. You're one of
8: those. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I didn't, but I swear to God, I saw that before anybody else, because – As soon as he hit his first three, I only watched Durant. I wasn't watching the rest of the game. I was like, oh, my God, he's playing him. And he's, like, boxing out Serge on a rebound. I was, like, ready to start crying. I was like, oh, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's pretty unreal. Um the, the that game and the way he got hurt and how just how big of a deal it was. Um, we actually haven't recorded since that game itself. Mm-hmm. Like that game. Yeah, wow. I mean, just the games you were at, dude, like that game is going to like the, the Durant injury and that game, like that's going to change the course of NBA history. Like we'll be talking it's about infamous, that yeah. for a long, 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 long time. So for you, like, is it a combination of moments, the games you went to?
8: Well, mine's a little bit weird because after the game, uh, three double overtime, Eastern Conference win, um, this car drove by and I went to the game with Fraser Young and uh, yelled out the window some stuff that I won't repeat, but the stuff that I will was, you're still going to lose in five. Bastards. And um, it had Wisconsin plays and just, I think my favorite moment is just like picturing everything the rest of the series for that one guy
0: that's right my
8: favorite
2: moment the <laughs> yeah life. having Never yelled ever. that yeah and then knowing that he, he didn't win another game that's fun
8: oh yeah super fun like i just every big moment the rest of that series i kept picturing him. like kyle stops turns back throws to Kwai, left-handed poster 30 seconds after it ended, I was like, Oh my God, that guy must be losing his mind right now.
2: Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if he's like, if he, if he feels like he needs to find you and apologize to like undo the <laughs> Bucks curse.
8: Well, that's the thing, right. I was so like, Oh man, I wish I was filming at the time or something. Yes. Uh, I just, you just want to like look at that person after just eye contact is all I want. And I smile. I don't even have to say anything. It'll all be done with the eyes.
0: Yeah, get They're that guy. It's so emblematic, with the ass. you know, of
8: like, oh, just, oh, it's so nice. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we are not this joke franchise anymore. We're champions. That almost means as much as the title to me. I don't know how yeah. you guys feel, but like, we can't, you can't dog us anymore. Like, no, you can't.
0: No,
2: and I mean, I, I've said it a bunch of times already on this episode and like to anyone who will listen to me that. <clears throat> any negative thing anyone says about this run or about this team or about Toronto, you can always be that petty person in a conversation who just points to the championship. And it's like, okay, we won though. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like someone can muster up like an amazing academic (laughs) argument about why, you know, based on Kawhi's travel or whatever, In that, uh, you know, in that massive uh, game three dunk and double overtime, we shouldn't have Well, whatever, whatever. You can always just be like, true, true, true. But we won, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're the champs. You know, the
8: Orlando Magic have had more Hall of Famers play for their team in their prime and uh, won a playoff basketball series against Michael Jordan. And (laughs) I mean, they're probably still more. Yeah, I guess so. How many rings do they get for that? Oh,
2: none. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, none. Cool. Um, you know, and like Lakers fans and Celtics fans, and and any like really good like you know a franchise that's won a bunch, they always do that, count the rings and all that kind of stuff. So we're a team that made it to the finals and we won, and it, it was just glorious. But Alex, before we before we kind of end this conversation. Um, you did something really, really awesome. I think maybe it was last night or maybe it was this, this morning. I don't know. Uh, but if, if you don't mind plugging it uh, for our audience, uh, I'll just let you take it away.
8: Certainly. Well, we have this Facebook group that we're all a part of. You are a part of it called Give Me Some Raptors yep. News. It's, it's so much fun. And uh, there's a, a member of it, Mark Baker, who went to the parade. He's a phys ed teacher. Just wanted to go to the Raptors Parade and have some fun like the rest of us. And he got trampled in the stampede that happened after the shooting. Mm-hmm. And then he got his Achilles heel torn. Um, yeah. That's like serious injury. That's like a year of recovery for a phys ed teacher. Like he's not even sure if he's going to be able to work next year. No, it's, it's pretty devastating. Like, we got to get a me going for you. Um, and he didn't even want to. He was like, no, it's all, I, I, I'm all right. I don't think that. And was like, oh, come on. Like, let's. You deserve this. Like, don't be bashful, you know, like this is messed up what happened to you, and I'm sure people would wanna help. And then okay. he was like, Okay, just let's not let it get too big. <laughs> I was like, I love this guy. I don't even know him. He's so sweet. And then so we have the GoFundMe going. It's uh just search Mark Baker on GoFundMe. Yeah. And cool. the actual URL is uh Mark Baker Funds. So gofundmecom slash Mark Baker Funds. And uh yeah, just donate, like, five bucks. We're already at, like, 470, probably going to be able to get him some champ swag and hopefully some other things to make him feel better. He's, he's just had surgery. He's waiting in a cast right now, like, lying down. Yeah, and if he he's, like, switch, switching between, like, you know, like, upset to, like, happy when he checks the GoFundMe and all these people being nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll put a link to it. Uh, if you look in your description on iTunes or whatever, just click on the GoFundMe link, and it'll take you right there and um you know my my my
2: older brother just tore his uh his achilles and what it's, a, the it's a long shitty injury Ugh.
1: and so this um have to wor- is this like the, the my you know i worry about ticks last summer now i'm gonna worry about achilles tears like this? <laughs> i mean it <laughs> sucks so but but no
2: i i mean like I, you know uh miguel's been wearing this like boots right so maybe you know maybe mark let, let's 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 donate and be and, and, and make this like wrong or right. And maybe we can, I don't know. Maybe we can make him his boot, like a Raptor boot or something.
8: I really, really some sort of Iron Man pro- yeah, like propulsion Raptors boot. I mean, I think it's modest at
2: this um, point to hope for. Well, Alex, it's awesome. You did that. And, um, I'm, I'm glad he's getting, getting a little bit of love and I kind of, a crash shitty time. Cool. And, and yeah, thanks for doing the pod, man. It's going to be fun having you back. Well, when we're still celebrating being champions,
8: that's when we're. That's when every single day I'm going to say, "Oh, the reigning, defending,
2: oh yes, NBA
8: champion, Toronto Raptors."
2: Oh yeah, well, I got to build that into my intro for next year. One hundred
8: percent, Matt. Let's uh, let's get together. We'll come up with some cool stuff.
2: Sweet. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Alex. Okay, we've, uh, we've arrived at the end of a certain road, a fun road, you know, uh, a road where we did a lot of learning. I was impressed. Sometimes I was angry. Sometimes you were really angry. Sometimes I was delighted. <laughs> Sometimes it was a bit of a bit how angry I was, but then I was like, does Matt think this is a bit or not? Or wh- wh- <laughs> who true. am I even? A lot yeah. of weird
1: bits by me. Yeah. Um, but and- <laughs>
2: Matt, tell me, I, tell me something I don't know about... Muggsy
1: Bose, the hundredth Raptor, the hundredth Raptor drafted dress. by the Washington Bullets, the smallest player ever in the NBA. Woo! Was an expansion pick for the Charlotte Hornets. In 88, 89, same year that the Miami Heat came into the league. Just so you, if you guys want to know. (laughs) Oh, they want to know, buddy. And I didn't know that. um, He played 83 games for the Raps from 99 to 2001, pretty much just one season. I think he played three games in that second season. Okay. It's not too much. And that would be his last in the NBA. Uh, Did you know that he is still the Hornets career leader in assists and steals? Wow. No, that's yeah, incredible. Still, yeah. He was for minutes played. Not Kemba? No, not yet. Kemba huh. Walker just passed him for minutes played. He, he was the leader in that, too. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Isn't that nuts? Um, did you know that uh, post NBA, he worked in real estate for a few years? Rocket it, buddy. <laughs> and then he quit because he got offered a job coaching in the WNBA? Yeah. I, I, I knew he was a coach in the WNBA, but I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know the, the real estate bit in between there. You know what? I've constantly doing all these players. I wanted to see one player that appeared on this show. Did you know he appeared on the show Hang Time to speak out against steroids? <laughs> I feel like I must have watched Hang Time at some remember,
2: point. I, you didn't watch it? No, no, I mean like sorry. I, I mean oh, I, like, I feel like I must have seen this. You caught
1: it. You but, caught but I don't it, remember yeah. that. So I don't know, remember like, Muggsy Bogues on it. I used to watch yeah, it, I mean. you know, every episode time! it starts with, with uh, Bugsy hey! at the buzzer shot. Like I can't not think about that when you see that kawaii you oh, know. yeah they did it first um cheers cheers did you know he was in juana man sorry go ahead <laughs> did you know he was in juana man <gasps> i need you to go ahead and repeat that <laughs> <laughs> did you know he was in juana man what is that film? i keep saying it is three different movie? ways it was CD? a movie yeah <laughs> i don't remember what it's about but it was uh I feel like it was like he was pretending. It was a guy pretending to be the uh, opposite sex. Maybe I could be completely wrong. (laughs) I could be completely wrong. No, I didn't know that or that that movie existed. He's dressing up in some way. Cheers. I feel like. Yeah, I dress up. Um, (laughs) Did you know that before he was, he was nicknamed Muggsy. His nickname was Apple. What? No. Yeah. His nickname was Apple because he used to cut his hair short and people said his head was shiny like an apple. That's not nice. (laughs) I wonder what, do you know where Muggsy comes from? Um, I think is it because he is it a basketball thing because he's like he was really good at doing steals. Oh, mugging, yeah, someone? maybe I don't know. Um, did I didn't know this too that he had a forty-four inch vertical. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to like measure, but I knew he could jump ridiculously high. He could he dunk, could dunk. Yeah. but he just his hands were too small to palm the ball. Right, that's the only reason. He didn't but he could like, catch an alley oop. Yeah, and there's yeah. a rumor that someone saw him do it in like uh, like the uh, like a pregame or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like he, he probably isn't. And the last thing I'll say about Muggsy Bogues, the last thing I'll say in this segment. Oh my gosh! Did you know he used to fly Steph Curry around the locker room in Charlotte like an airplane?
0: Oh,
2: really? Yeah, that's pretty cute. And, and that he's makes like a lot of they're, sense because they're, they're, they're really don't. good
0: friends,
1: apparently. Because yeah. yeah, he like grew up. Yeah, Steph grew up in the NBA, which yeah, a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. And that's it. That's the uh, tell me something I don't know segment. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling me out on the Facebook hey, page about my stats when I screw them up. Buddy, I got to do it. <laughs> and just the fans, they were doing it too. They were like, uh, actually. <laughs> yeah, listen. It's pronounced you, this way. If you enjoy this pod, uh, get, uh, if you enjoy this pod, <laughs> give Matt the gears every once in a while, would you? <clears throat> thanks. All right. Thanks, folks. Basketball.